So on the Halal Travel Podcast, you're listening to me, Hazra, Rauda and Nurul. We hope you're well and staying safe during this pandemic. Um, today on this podcast, we have a very special person uh, who brings a lot of memories to pre-COVID days, mm-hmm. especially for me. You lah. <laughs> because um, um, our trip to Jeju was one of the very last few trips before we went into a total lockdown. Mm. So, uh, we have someone from KTO, Korean Tourism Organization today, which is Nabila. Hello, Nabila. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. 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 My God, I butchered it. Hello. 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 Okay. Right. Just to put it out there, okay? Yeah. But anyways, so if you think that Halal Trip is an expert on what's halal in Korea, you are completely wrong because uh, we only know a little bit. But then when it comes to Nabila, she is on a whole new level. Because yeah. she is the real expert on Korea. Because she works in Korea Tourism Organization and she basically knows the whole of Jeju and the whole of South Korea at the back of her. And study in Korea. Like Korea yes. too, right? Okay. Yes, okay. First of all, let's uh, share a bit more of yourself. Hi everybody, so my name is Nabila and I am the marketing manager, um, the Jeju marketing manager here in Korea Tourism Organization Malaysia. So I'm in charge of Malaysia market and Brunei market as well. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so that's a little bit about me. And um, before this, I had like, I did an exchange program uh, while I was doing my bachelor's degree in South Korea. So it was like... um, Maybe five or six years ago, it was in 2015. So I studied there for like uh, one semester. Mm-hmm. And I studied Korean language, mm-hmm. only Korean language. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. And I'm still learning um, Korean language until now. I'm not like, I haven't reached that native level yet. <laughs> but <laughs> on like conversational basis, yeah, I, I, I can get by. <laughs> No, 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 she's lying. She actually can speak very fluently. I'm pretty Korean. sure if you work in like a Korean organization, she can yeah. speak like the need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was, I think the other day she was, the other day, much as malam gitu. The other time, she was sharing with um, a group of us how like working in a tourism, working in a Korean tourism organization, you have to prepare reports in Korean. Oh, yes. Yeah, so... It's a whole lot more mm. than just speaking. Oh, so, so you would have to write out the report in Korean on your own as well, instead of having it outsourced to like you know a translation. Oh service. no, no. Okay, actually, like for your information, like even though I work in KTO, mm-hmm. so basically, um, I'm actually hired by Jeju government. So Jeju has its own government. So I'm like mm-hmm. directly, they, yeah, they hired me directly. So because it's like, uh, you know, government, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to, all of the documents should be in Korean. Mm-hmm. So that's why, yeah, I have to do all the paperwork, everything in Korean. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's hard to learn Korean? Korean? Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. Basically, I, okay. First of all, there's like six levels of um, Korean. Six levels. Usually, if you want to take like the standard um, exam, call it topic. Mm-hmm. It's something like IELTS, right? 
So mm-hmm. there's like six levels. So there's topic one and topic two. So topic one is level one until three. So it's like beginner level. Mm-hmm. And then topic two is level four, five, six. So from topic one, one, two, three, it's enough to get you like, um, if you study only topic one, maybe you can understand Korean. Like you can go to the um, restaurant and order. Um, mm-hmm. And then like you can get around, you know, buying things. Um, and talk to your friends a little bit Mm -hmm. but if you want to you know learn more like you know understanding the newspaper Mm -hmm. um, reports like you know watch um, news and you know all these um, even more difficult things so you need to take um, topic two so topic two the transition between topic one and topic two is huge mm. <laughs> for me personally like oh i thought topic one was really easy actually it's really easy you know like when you learn the basic korean but once when you reach like topic two like level four five and six it's like wow you need to study a lot like a lot a lot <laughs> so it's quite difficult um mm. once when you reach the um higher grade but overall I think as long as you keep practicing mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure we watch a lot of Korean dramas, mm-hmm. things like that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all repetitive. Like, so it's not that, not too difficult if you put a little bit more effort on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, uh, sometimes in my resume, maybe I would like to put like Korean a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which level are you on? Level, yeah. level, level two, maybe. <laughs> oh, <laughs> two <words. laughs> I mean like you know like what you say like I think best way to learn Korean is through their dramas because yeah, is true. it true that they don't have grammars? No. Actually, you know what? <laughs> Korean um has the most grammars I think in any of the languages mm-hmm. that I've learned before. Korean <laughs> has so many grammar yeah, g- grammar rules. I think it's more like more than 100 I guess mm. yeah so for each level you learn all these new grammars and new grammars and new grammars oh and my gosh. sometimes like I don't even remember some of the grammars <laughs> that I learned because it's only you know like sometimes you know like uh, it's kind of weird because like when you learn English you mm. learn all these sets of grammar and yeah. you use it every day right yeah yeah on daily basis but for them there are some like grammars that they only use when new for news reporting Mm-mm. there's yes they only use certain group of grammars only on certain occasions and things like that but you still have to know it you know Mm-mm. so for daily practice no nah, not really <laughs> 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 but yeah. i think yeah i think i think k drama really helps in understanding like their language you know like you can yes. you can audi- auditorially you can hear yeah. like certain words and like actually like remember yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Hazra, tell me tell me what your name is in Korean. Anong haseyo? Anong haseyo means hi. Um, Chonen Hazira. Chonen. Right, correct, right. Uh, uh, you can do <laughs> Yeah, say. Yeah. Uh, what is it na? Uh, uh, basically, you can say like... Yeah, yeah, you can say like Chairman, like my name, mm-hmm. uh, Hazira Imida, or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Oh, it's different. You said like Cho. 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 C
Well, I shall strike that out of my resume. <laughs> <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I am too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But it's close lah. Got the indie dub. I know. It's correct. It's correct too. If like, you tell that to people, people can understand. Mm. So, okay, yeah. okay. You're trying. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but I also hear that like the language itself... um. Re, uh, resembles or has like roots in Chinese language is that right um, okay so mm. basically it's I think it's quite the same I'm not sure about Japanese mm. but uh, I think yeah maybe same with Japanese too so they have um, they learn a lot of words from mm. Chinese mm. so we call it Hanja uh, Hanja mm. means like the Chinese characters things like that so there's a they use the root word uh, they take the words from Chinese and yeah it's in Korean so that's why it's kind of easier easy for um, Chinese to learn Chinese Korean speaking, oh. because they have yeah because they have a lot of similar mm-hmm. words mm-hmm. yeah because mm-hmm. a lot of the words derive from Chinese language Hmm. Cool. No, master Chinese pula. <laughs> then you can watch all the Channel Eight dramas, Chinese dramas. That's how I learn it. <laughs> anyway, so like flashback, like maybe ten years ago, would you have ever imagined like working in a Korean tourism organization? Like, did you learn Korean because you like K-pop or like like K-drama? Oh. Well, first of all, actually, it's very interesting how I learned okay. <laughs> so basically if you were to say 10 years ago no I wouldn't imagine like no not at all uh-huh. <laughs> yeah I didn't have any interest in Korea at all like to be honest until I think I was in my second or third year I don't know no, I think first or second year um, in uni mm. so um, yeah I started listening to K-pop a little bit here and there I watched a lot of dramas but then not enough you know, to actually apply to go there. So I don't know what happened to me one day. So there's only five slots. Um, mm. They open up a scholarship to go to Korea uh, for the exchange program. So because in my university, we had to take like either Arabic or Japanese or Korean. I mean, another one would be Korean. So I don't want to learn Japanese. I didn't want to learn Japanese because I think... I heard the sensei gave a lot of homework. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm not going to learn um, Japanese. And I knew like I learned Arabic before and it was really hard for me. Mm. So, so I said like, okay, never mind. I had no other choice. Let's just learn Korean. Mm-hmm. So when the professor said like, okay, who wants to go to Korea? So I just like naturally, okay, I'll just go. Because I had, <laughs> I mean, one of the reasons, I mean, I, I, I had like, interest as well but at the same time because I had no other choice you know (laughs) what to do so yeah and it's quite interesting because um, okay this is quite a secret but never mind (laughs) so basically like last time I heard like from some of my other friends who actually went there Mm -hmm. they went through I don't know it's all about mindset and how you see things Mm -hmm. so like from their experience they didn't have quite a good experience when they mm. went there, you know. Mm. They said, like, I think one or two of them experienced racism, you know, mm. things like that, which is a normal, I mean, like, yeah. it's yeah. happening everywhere, right? Yeah. yeah. So, after listening to that, I was like, okay, no, I'm not going, I'm not going to Korea. <laughs> I'm so scared. Yeah, to be honest, I was actually really scared and I was gonna 
cancel my application mm-hmm. because I thought like, what if I go there and you know because I'm a girl, right? Yeah. And there's, and then like I was really young and I was thinking like, oh, what if I face you know all this kind of mm-hmm. racism? Yeah. Um, I get ostracized and I'm alone there, you know. Yeah. yeah, in a foreign country. So, but then because it was too late and I couldn't cancel it, so I had no choice. But never mind, I just went through. But and at first I had like quite a prejudice to be honest, like because I was so scared listening to some people's stories about, you know, getting um, you know, getting discriminated mm-hmm. and yeah, like people just like, you know, like bumping to you, they didn't even say sorry, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. So I was being too careful and I was mm-hmm. kind of scared actually. But after going there. I think it's like maybe it's a sign from Allah, I guess, like mm-hmm. trying to tell me like don't judge people <laughs> too quickly, you know. Mm-hmm. So what happened? Like as soon as I reached Korea, um, like I think right on the first day, if I'm not mistaken. So I went out with my friends, a couple of my friends, and suddenly it was during winter time, and suddenly it started raining a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. So we were just like standing cold outside. <laughs> And like we had to go back to our hostel, but then because it was raining, so we just had to wait outside. And it was re- already like at night. And one person, I don't know, like somebody, some random guy, he saw us like standing outside, like we were cold and things like that. He just gave me an umbrella, you know? Oh, so, so yeah, yeah, it was so sweet. <laughs> so I was like, "Hey, Korean people are not bad at all." That's <laughs> good. That's good. It's like in the key drama yeah. that kind, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And you run under the like rain yeah, together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like somebody actually like a guy. I think yeah, he saw me, so he actually gave me his umbrella, and then he just ran. So I was oh. like, oh. Basically, obviously, Korean people obviously, are not that bad. I was quite shocked. <laughs> I was gonna be, and at that time, I didn't know any single word of mm. Korean mm. when I went there, yeah, except for maybe just Annyeonghaseyo and Kamsamnida. Mm. So mm. I was like, I was too shocked, so I couldn't even say Kamsamnida that time. So, mm. yeah, but that I think that incident actually changed about how I look at things. Yeah. Mm. And Basically, that changed me, you know, like mm-hmm. how I think about Korea mm-hmm. until now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah, it's, it's all about misconceptions, actually. Yeah. I, I feel like I think at least, I don't know, the edit after speaking to Kim and Fadi on our first episode, because mm-hmm. they're an interracial Malaysian Korean couple, mm-hmm. um, you know, that I think. I think the younger generation in probably in Korea are a bit more aware of you know oh, yes. why we look like this and where we come mm. from and mm-hmm. things like that. True, true, true. Um, so I like to think that they're a bit more receptive, especially yeah. now you can find mm-hmm. like a lot more halal, you know, restaurants and things like yeah. that also, and a lot of like. Uh, tourists from Indonesia, Malaysia, Brunei mm-hmm. actually go mm-hmm. Korea every day. You know, like not every day. <laughs> <laughs> Travel to Korea uh, uh, frequently. Frequently, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think it's a big market because of all the dramas. Yeah, and, the, mm-hmm. and they even have a street, right? That's like oh. Muslim. Oh, uh, oh yeah, it's Taiwan. Yeah, Taiwan. Oh, okay, it's Taiwan like a foreign, like for foreigners. More of like international, more for Muslim, I think. Oh, okay. because that's where the uh, the masjid is. 
correct? Ah, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah, see. Yeah. So that's why, like, the street has a lot more, naturally has a lot more Muslims, mm. like, from It's India, like an like, international, Arabic. actually, it's like an international town, I guess. Mm. So not only Muslims, but a lot of foreign people are just there. Right. <laughs> mm. see, you see. can find. So, like, you know, it's kind of, I was quite shocked because I didn't imagine, like, how many Malaysians would be there. Mm-hmm. So when I went to Itaewon the first time, like every 100 meter, I could spot a Malaysian or a Singaporean. <laughs> I could spot like somebody speaking in Malay and I'm like, oh, okay, am I a Malaysian? Am I a Malaysian? <laughs> Malaysia town, Singapore town. Yeah, it's like going around KLCC, you know, there's like <laughs> white people and then suddenly there's like Malaysian here and there. I couldn't spot Korean that much unless I went to the store. But mm. yeah, so that's how international, you know, Taiwan is, I guess. Mm, 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 mm. I see. And this was like how many years back? I think it was maybe five, six years ago. I guess. Five, six years. And it means that I think Korea is only like started to become more popular in my radar, like only in the past four years, three years. Can. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, like, when the time that you went, there are already like halal food available. Mm. Um. Yes, but not much. Mm. To be honest, not much. Yeah, compared to now, and um. Yeah, basically, like when I w- I went there in two thousand fifteen, uh, the options because like my university was not in Seoul. I was living in Chuncheong Namdo, which is like maybe one hour from Seoul. Mm. So. It, it was quite hard actually to get some halal food like you know like halal meat and chicken right but yeah we were just like surviving on seafood mostly mm-hmm. yeah I, I think because like um meat and like alcohol like pork it's such an integral part of yeah their oh, yes, kind yes, of yes. daily habit like eating habits right so yeah. it's it's probably very difficult to find that time. I think now it's it's a lot more manageable. Now yeah. it's a lot more easier. Mm. And it's not like even you find like uh, Indian, like halal Indian or what. You can actually find halal Korean, Korean food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? True, true. And I think uh, when we went to Mihas like the last two years. In KL, yeah. In KL. So there is this um, brand, sorry. <clears throat> there is this brand or like company that is from Korea who which um imports imports yeah. and actually uh produce instant food that is halal. all the way from Korea and halal. So you know the samgetang instant noodles. Samgetang samgetang. It's the chicken soup. The chicken yeah, the chicken soup. So yeah. like, steamed chicken. Ginseng chicken. Ginseng chicken. Right? Yeah, 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 so they yeah, yeah. have it like chicken. instant. So you oh, just need mm. to pop in the microwave. And everything's halal. So it's like quite amazing, huh? To see how far Korea comes to you. You don't have to go to Korea. <laughs> I have a question though. Like, I haven't been to Singapore in more like in to Singapore in more than I don't know maybe ten years. What? I guess. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny, right? But um, is it easy to get like halal Korean food in Singapore? Because in Malaysia, mm. you can find it every I don't know mm. ten kilometers, <laughs> ten kilometers. It's always around you, especially in KL. That's a good question. But in, okay, yeah. I think uh, when it comes to like halal Korean, maybe in Singapore, can you still need some form of marketing? You st- <laughs> what we're talking about, like it has to be popular. So, for example, like chicha chicken, 
Or like oh. um, What other Korean Nene Chicken Nene Chicken <laughs> Seoul Garden So all, oh, all those yeah. things They are like big brands You Franchise very, Franchise yeah, yeah, yeah. You very seldom see like uh, Authentic Authentic Halal Korean Yeah Stall I mean they do have some stalls In like the coffee shops Yeah hawker centers Yeah but it's usually like a What hot plate kind of mm-hmm. Chicken uh, Beef yeah. With rice It's very simple And it's replicated Across The whole of Singapore I would say mm-hmm. But actually One of the things uh, One of the stalls Near my house Is called Don and Bap And um, mm-hmm. that one It's a combination Of both Japanese And Korean mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. So sometimes like The the food items Like I don't even know Whether it's Japanese Or Korean <laughs> yeah, So yeah. I'm like Which one is it <laughs> Yeah That's true, that's yeah. true, that's true. It, It's a very common sight here That if you want to open A halal Japanese It's sometimes Put a halal together. Japanese In Korean Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So, so I, I, I feel like I can say That we have not we don't have a authentic, authentic yeah. like halal Korean place that is opened by a from Korea. or like by a Korean, you know, by a yeah. Muslim. Oh, I see. Yeah, we don't really have that. It's yeah. it's more or less like a yeah, that's our chain. Although is I think maybe big. Japanese is a lot more Japanese, Japanese cuisine is a lot more mm. big in Singapore yeah. compared to like Korean. Mm-hmm. Like I see. here we have like a uh, a real Japanese person who actually uh, like specializes <laughs> in udon or like like fumana basically yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so like actual, actual like Japanese uh, locals who actually have stayed in Singapore for a few years and they have opened like a restaurant like one or two restaurants and they are highly certified mm-hmm. um, so the chef is uh, Japanese yeah. uh, and it's not like you know a franchise or big brand um, no. that, that's what you you mean yeah. yeah so if you're in Singapore you still need to do some research lah. Mm. You cannot oh. like, we just walk in anywhere. Hey, but let us know, we'll bring you to the good places. Yes. <laughs> For sure. Hey, yeah. but now I'm wondering what other types of food or menu items are in a typical Korean cuisine. Like, yeah. all I know is like, army stew, bibimbap, and bibimbap. That's about it. Mm. <laughs> share, share with us. Like, what should we eat in a Korean restaurant? Oh, okay. So... Well, first of all, uh, okay, my favorite would be naengmyeon. Was it? What is it? Naengmyeon is like cold noodles. Cold noodles. Yeah, yeah cold noodles. Yeah. Because like, we live in tropical countries. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's so, so weird. <laughs> I think cold noodles is not a common uh, concept in our part of the world. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. don't have like misoto that's seju or, you know, yes, 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 seju. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I think my mom doesn't like it. Right. I, I don't think, yeah, she likes it because the concept oh, is kind of weird. Yeah. And then like, there's two types of uh, naengmyeon. One is like the normal one and the one, another one is the spicy one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So basically like in the normal one that I usually eat, they put um, yeah the noodle mm-hmm. and then they put ice inside mm-hmm. and then they put the soup. So mm. it's like I show <laughs> I don't know, but it's <laughs> okay. but it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. So mm. you can put like um uh they will put cucumber on top of it with um boiled eggs and um you can put like extra vinegar or mustard if you want. So the soup itself but, tastes like what does it taste like? Like um chicken broth? Is it chicken? I'm not sure. But okay. the broth tastes so good. <laughs> and oh you know, like in Korea, yeah. it's even more they like they elevate it, you know, to another mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. So for um the naengmyeon, right? Mm-hmm. They make the spicy version. Yeah. 
and then they scoop uh you know the watermelon Okay. Put it inside, yeah, they scoop the watermelon and then they put the yeah, like the noodle inside the watermelon and then oh. they put yeah the watermelon uh, bits on top of it. It's <laughs> like a dessert or is it like a it's a dessert and like savory? Yeah, but wow. I think I'm pretty sure it tastes good because I I really like uh, naengmyeon. Mm. I think you guys should try 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 it when you go to Korea. I want to try the one that comes in a watermelon. Watermelon. Yeah, yeah, the watermelon. It's only order. like you it's can spicy. only eat it. I just keep thinking I'm gonna get diarrhea afterwards. <laughs> oh no, no 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 no! I don't think no, so. No. It's not that spicy. I mean, it's not like sambal spicy. You know, it's okay. A little bit of heat, yeah. I guess. But and it's so refreshing. I could say it's oh. so refreshing. Usually, it's eaten during summertime, so that's why I really like it mm-hmm. to eat it over here. Yeah. Annyeong, welcome to Jeju, South Korea. The island of beautiful nature, the best beaches, and home to some of the most scenic road trips. Indulge in only the best classic and halal Korean food scene, and enjoy the laid-back lifestyle here on this island. Get your legs ready to hike up the Songsan Iltubong to see the amazing view of this little town, and maybe say hello to the Henyo, the majestic female divers right by the ocean. And one thing you can never miss on this island is a million dollar sunset at Depo Chisan Jolly Cliff. All of that right here in Jeju, South Korea. Another one like some of the normal dishes that you should definitely try if you go to any Korean restaurant would be like kimchi chi- kimchi chigae mm. or sundubu chigae. That's like the basic soup um and then uh bibimbap Mm. Yeah, like the mixed rice yeah mm-hmm. yep. and and then yeah if you can try like the barbecue <laughs> then you should try the barbecue Bar- um, <laughs> barbecue on the grill oh, is yeah. there is this one very very popular restaurant in uh, Seoul called yeah, Yanggut yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yanggut so it's like apparently a lot of Malaysians go there Yes, young good because it's young good. Young bagus. Yeah, young bagus. <laughs> but does it stand for something in Korean? Young is um uh, lamb. <laughs> lamb, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 it is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, I can put Korean into my recipe. <laughs> yeah, she put she, she put it again. <laughs> no, basically, when when I heard that she put uh, they have in the neck meal they have like uh cucumber on the. On the noodles, I just keep getting reminded of when uh we went to Jeju and like yeah. we went into this we went to this uh vegetarian. Sorry, my voice is hold on. <laughs> oh, okay, so basically, so we went to this vegetarian uh restaurant that's like authentic Korean. So mm-hmm. I was like, why are we eating vegetables on the, same, on the first day? You know, it should be like lamb or like, like something like barbecue-ish. But it's so good. Do you remember, mm. Nabila? Yeah, yeah, that's what What is it called? That's what me? Yeah, that's what me. Yes, that's what me. So basically, it's like, so they have different things. They have like kimchi, obviously. And then they have like this uh, spinach pancake. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Spinach pancake. And then like, this like, Almost ketupat. Oh yeah, <laughs> ketupat yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so ketupat looking what? Ketupat, ketupat looking rice, like it's a rice. Yeah, it's oh, like glutinous rice. rice, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. So the the picture that is in my head is like the Pokemon 
that rice ball thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it looks like... It was sea- not seaweed, right? No. Uh, no, it's being wrapped in like this uh, like leaf. I forgot oh, what. No. Onigiri. <laughs> Look at onigiri when you do triangle. Yeah, it looks like that. Something like that. Okay. They're almost oh. like uh, ayam bokluwa. But it's not oh, ayam yes, rice. Oh, yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like yeah. wrapped up like that. <laughs> I don't know Basically All I'm saying is that I think their food Is very very healthy yeah. And it's very easy To be halal I rasa Right okay. You I, don't yeah, put yeah. the pork inside I think I, I have not come across Ningmyeon in Singapore I think you have to You have to buy it You have to like Search for it In Singapore? Yeah Okay It's not something That everyone Would eat I think mm. Yeah mm. Yeah True I know like I've heard like if you were to eat in Korea, like they're famous for their side dishes. I think. Oh, yes. Like banchan. Banchan apa? I don't know. It's more wrong. Banchan. Banchan means side dishes. See? Yeah. Oh. I can write Korean. You, you. <laughs> you can put Korean in your resume as well. Limited to banchan only. So it's like a free, free flow sort of thing, is it? In every restaurant. So banchan, there's like, um, you know, like, when you go to Korean restaurants, they give you like small plates, maybe like kimchi. Yeah. And yeah. Yada, 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 right? So they're Reddish. all called pantan. Yeah. Reddish. And sometimes they give you like anchovies, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So they're all called pantan. <laughs> and sometimes like if you go to like traditional, like really, really traditional, you know, remember like when we went to Dasoni, right? Uh-huh. The table was full, right? Yeah, it was so yes. full. I think they had more than six or seven types of pantan, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember, I remember. I remember, I remember. And then they had this like buckwheat tea. Ah, uh, yeah, Which yes. everyone was looking for the tea when we went to the grocery shop. Yep. <laughs> so it was so good. It's like almost like water, but it has like some taste in it. You don't, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> you need to be there to experience okay. it. So yeah. like, okay, talking about like your trip to Jeju, right? Yeah. Like how, it was like three years back. 2019 Three, yeah. 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 So like How easy was it Like finding halal food In, in Jeju uh, I mean I went with Nabila So she went She brought us <laughs> 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 I think she had to Look for it <laughs> But tell us I think uh, One of the things You also highlight On that trip Is that All of these halal food places Were not even Existent Two, three years ago Like oh, They yes. only Emerged mm. In the very recent, recent. years mm. And very surprisingly, it's a lot lah. Mm. It's a very mm. big increase from nothing to like, yeah. maybe like 50 restaurants in a Jeju. And that's because you know, Jeju like, is like a really hot tourist hot, spot. Hot, is hot it? spot. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. You know, like for your information, Hazra, like we went there in 2019, right? Uh-huh. So during that time, I think it was like when I'm, uh, I, when I briefed you guys, so I think it, there was only about 13 or 15 Muslim-friendly restaurants, right? Mm-hmm. So now, I think starting from last year, they really expanded and now we have like 23. Wow. Yeah. That's nice. Yes. And it's growing. Like, it's mm. now still growing. So, I'm quite surprised too. Like, it's Corona and yeah. there's such a lot Muslim-friendly restaurants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... And then, like, um, that's just for Muslim-friendly category. Mm-hmm. And for um, vegan, friend, you know, like, uh, vegetarian, mm-hmm. completely vegan, there's, um, I just found out, too, actually, last year. Only last year, they started promoting it, you know. In basically, Jeju is one of the locations, you know, like, one of the hotspots for vegan 
Oh yes, yes, yes. I just found out about that last year too. Okay. So basically, I think around such small island, hmm. there's around um, for only restaurants without the cafe. There's about thirty four hmm. vegan restaurants. Wow. Okay, which is quite a lot, I think. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, I would always believe like vegan would only be in like uh, the Western community. I think mm. it's like pemikiran orang tua like when you say vegan it's like orang macam western who is like very conscious of their health etc. Yeah. So I think for them to be in Korea ataupun like in Asia where food is such a big thing right so it's weird or like amazing to see like mm. vegan restaurants yeah. And like um, you know the I think you can agree to this too Hazira like in Korea, like even though it's vegan, um, the food tastes really good. Yeah. <laughs> the food tastes really yeah. good. It doesn't taste like earthy, you know, like yeah. you expect it to taste mm-hmm. like soil or something like that. But like or soil. bland. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can taste bland, right? Yeah. But then, surprisingly, I actually enjoyed eating, you know, all this vegan food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very true. Because like. In, maybe in Singapore still like when it comes to vegan we have vegan book we have uh, like vegan ice cream so everything is still very western cuisine so to see vegan in like Korean cuisine it's just like one step into like the whole much um, experiencing Korean cuisine without the authenticity know, of the yeah. Korean cuisine yeah. yeah and it still feels traditional kind mm. of. so true, true. it's good. yeah what, yeah. Why is Jeju, like, known for, like, I mean, um, I don't know, like, what is the local kind of specialty in Jeju? Local specialty? Um, you mean food? Food, yeah. yeah. Okay, for food, basically, it's um, seafood. Seafood, because yeah. it's near yeah, the yeah, sea. Yeah, seafood, like, you know, um, <laughs> the abalone. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah abalone. Yeah. You had some? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember, it's like yeah. rubbery. Huh? Rubbery, yeah. but because they put spice, like, like very simple things, like sesame oil and like salt and yes. pepper. Right, to enhance, like, the yeah. taste. Sweet? Yes. Uh, not sweet. I think it's a texture. It's a texture that makes a difference. Yeah. Yes. I have yes. Mm. So compare it to something that we know tastes like what like kerang or like no. kumpang or like I don't think so. It's no. just rubbery. <laughs> it's but rubbery like doesn't sound good. Octopus. <laughs> That's rubbery. It's like uh, squid. Squid, yeah. but like thicker, thick. I think okay. it tastes like clam a bit. Yeah, clam yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah. Like so you have yeah, the taste of the sea also la. Boleh lah. Boleh lah. Okay. <laughs> so much like the honey is not there anymore. Okay, okay. Mm. The taste of sea is not there anymore. But oh my god, at that particular Can I just say that when we ate the abalone, it was it really looked like a Korean restaurant. Like it's a very mm. legit Ajuma oh, restaurant. Okay. So like really much um uh, Ajuma Ajuma like yeah. Ajuma is basically like uh Auntie. Auntie Korean, Korean. Auntie. and they were all wearing boots. They look like oh. they came from a sea, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like serving you. And in that stall we had a really hard time because everyone had their own dish, but the cold noodle, like, what is it? Was that what we were eating? Yeah, yeah, it was cold noodle. But it's bergunung. It's so huge, the punya, uh, serving. Mm. So we were like, mm. <laughs> uh, and then we also had 
such good fried rice. Mm. Is this oh, fried yeah. rice in a bowl? Mm. Oh so like <laughs> so where this restaurant served only seafood is it seafood yes and then like so everything it, it's no no meat or whatever that is served I think in the so. I or think like so do you have meat. to like kind of request like tell them like oh we just want vegetarian or seafood and they can accommodate I think they have a lot of restaurants that is only seafood okay yes so especially those restaurants by right by the sea right mm-hmm. or by yeah by so uh, those restaurants right by the beach most a lot of them only serve um, seafood they don't serve any other meat mm. yeah. so it's like no farm to table but it's not sea to table sea to table sounds <laughs> <laughs> super yeah, fresh so uh, I think a lot of popular things in the restaurants is like you know the sambal fish yeah it's just super sized yeah. version oh. <laughs> super sized version and then like a lot of stew seafood right. stew so mm. it still Yum. feels uh, traditional but it's halal mm. you know which I, it just really nice to see how because when we travel as Muslims we always feel like oh I want to try the local food but it's not right, halal yeah. right yeah. That's but true. I think Korea is one of the destinations yeah you can try the local food but then it's still Traditional and local. Right. Yeah. Sorry, think, traditional. Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing is like a lot of, I don't know, I think it's not just in Korea, but I think it could be in <coughs> other countries as well. Like when you talk about halal, a lot of people think, oh, it's only limited to only Arab food or yeah. Indian food, mm-hmm. which is, no, I want to eat the local food, but halal local food, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that is like, some of our main concerns um, mm-hmm. you know in finding all these Muslim friendly restaurants especially like we got a lot of you know inquiries about you know from people as well um, like okay I come to Korea I want to eat halal food but I don't want to eat Indian food mm-hmm. you know because a lot of uh, these halal options are only limited to um, Indian food only yeah. but so that's why like I, you know, like we had a lot of discussions and, you know, so that's why like um, they come out. Okay. Maybe like all seafood restaurant could be halal as well. And it could be Muslim friendly and all those, all of these things. So that's why now it's growing and growing because they understand the meaning of halal and it's not only limited to, you know, Indian food only. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Sometimes because like the understanding of halal food, uh, they only sometimes you know I mean I I won't blame them because yeah. it's um you know there are, there's no Muslims there and when they talk about halal there's it's only sometimes they only think oh kebab like mm. the only halal thing they know about is kebab we don't have yeah. halal here it's kebab so when they serve like um you know like um seafood stew seafood hot pot or something and I said oh yeah I can eat it but sometimes people would say. Why? Why can you eat it? <laughs> halal? And I'm like, yeah, there's no other things inside, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The understanding of halal itself is still quite an issue for, I mean, a lot of people in Korea because they only have like this one type of image when it comes to halal. Only yeah. like, oh, it should be Arab food or Indian food or, you know, yeah. kebab only. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, like in Jeju at the moment, or like when I went, we didn't even go to like a bunch of Indian restaurants. I think there were only oh. maximum two Indian restaurants that we went and we, the last one that we went was Wada restaurant. It was a Yemeni restaurant. Oh, so yeah, it's yeah, a very yeah. small family business uh, and apparently it's the first ever Yemeni restaurant in the whole of Jeju. Oh. So like 
when people think that uh, we, when we go to Korea, we eat uh, Middle Eastern food, it's completely different in Jeju. Yeah. Mm. True, true. It, it was authentic, I could say. <laughs> yeah, but it was really good. Yeah. So coming to Bob's Gila <laughs> at the Yemeni restaurant. <laughs> Yemeni restaurant. That was the first time yeah. I tried fluffle. Ah, I love guys. <laughs> I see. Okay, so I, but I think yeah, you're right. Like I think that resonates with a lot of us. Like what we maybe talk about halal food when we travel overseas. Like we really want to eat, you know, the local destinations mm, kind of like yeah. version and not just <laughs> yeah the Middle Eastern sort of variant of it. Uh, but let's say someone who is going to. Jeju or going to Korea like for the first time what are some of the things that they should take note of like maybe I don't know some culture differences or like I heard that Koreans are uh, not very comfortable speaking in English <gasps> oh, okay, actually, that's so much about. It's not like videos. Like sometimes you know when they come out in English and you like somebody oh, around the way. Do you know English? No. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, basically, right? Um, that's quite a misconception. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, of course, I do understand. Like, um, there, there, there's still uh, a lot of Koreans who don't speak. Um, good English. It's not. Be- it's not that they don't understand. It's just that. Yeah. They're, maybe they could be quite shy mm. and a lot of my Korean friends they give me this reasoning they say that we're too scared of like grammar we think too hard about the grammar ah. so we ended up like not speaking it. like but, they want oh, to be isn't your grammar perfect. more complicated yes. <laughs> that's why they yes, put yes. in a lot of emphasis on the grammar right. in English yes. yeah. because like the way they learn English is just by like mem- I, I don't know maybe memorizing grammar and all these rules so like for I think for us we don't really care about the grammar as yeah, long yeah. as the message gets across there. Yeah. So that's done, right? Yeah. But for them, they learn, you know, grammar intensively, you know? So yeah. that's why like when they want to speak something, they could understand. So one thing, one good thing is that a lot of them could understand what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that they completely don't understand mm. at all. So sometimes, and it's good. Like if you want to go somewhere and you don't speak any Korean at all, um, if you want to show them somewhere, right? It's good if you show uh, the Korean version as well, like the Korean address or things like that. Mm. Then it will be easier for them to sh- get through, like to show you where you want to go. Mm. I think what Nurul says is very true. Like, um, because they have a lot more, a lot of grammar, so like they think about it a lot. Because I've seen Korean shows whereby if you speak informally to someone who you should have spoken formally to, mm. you will get scolded. Yeah, they don't want to be disrespectful. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, but in English, there's no such thing as formal, informal. So, mm. maybe that's scared. Yeah. And, yeah, and I, yeah, a lot of my friends say that, like, they're really, you know, they're scared of making mistakes. So, they ended up, like, while thinking, they just, ended up not replying to you at all but they I, I do under, but they could understand better than a lot of us actually mm. they could understand but maybe it will take some time yeah. for them to reply so based, you know like our personal personalities like okay are you you're not replying to me so that means you don't understand at all like mm. sometimes you don't even give time you know yeah. but as long as you know when it comes like concerning asking for directions and things like that um, for me if you want to be safe it's better if you have a Korean address as well you know you can just show it to them you can just google then yeah I think that will help you a lot hmm. I see okay so 
when we were in Korea or like in Jeju, we went up a lot of mountains, mm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which was a surprise. <laughs> uh, like, what other attractions would you say we should go to? If let's say comes the time we go to Jeju, mm. where else? Okay. Other than mountains, because I'm not doing that again. But Jeju is okay. famous <laughs> for the mountains, right? Yeah, <laughs> so poor. So, like the two main locations that you should really go to when you go to Jeju, which I think, yeah, you have visited, right? So first would be the Songsan Il Shubong, which mm-hmm. is the Sunrise Peak. The hike was maybe should take about 35 minutes. Oh, I okay. Guess. okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't agree with that? Is it for beginners? <laughs> maybe if you live in Korea for a long time, maybe 35 minutes. But if you live yeah, in Singapore, yeah. where you take leave every day <laughs> and the escalator, maybe like one hour. Okay. 45 yeah. minutes. <laughs> so, um, second will be Halasan. I think you went up there too, right? Yeah, that was not a great <laughs> one as well. <laughs> oh my god. By the way, we were there and then like this one guy, he was hiking it up while on the phone. Okay. Like, it's like a morning workout for him. Mm. How high are these mountains? I don't know. How high are they? How the actually because there's five different trails around. Uh, I think we took the e- easiest, so that's why it wasn't hard at all. That's right. It wasn't hard at all. Yeah. I mean, compared to the rest, Halasan's uh, the I think it's around one nine four five. I think. Mm, okay. Okay. I think yeah, it's about one nine four five. Quite. It's the yeah. tallest mountain in South Korea, basically. Mm. Oh, you must have yeah, great views. Did you have a great view when we're not? Uh, I was tired. <laughs> I was not <really> focusing. <laughs> I think I saw you were too tired. Yeah, I, know. Yeah. I cannot focus. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. And another thing, um, so basically, you know, Jeju has a lot of beautiful, you know, beaches around. Mm-hmm. So, like, from the western to the eastern side so I would definitely actually for my uh, personally I like um, the beaches around the western side of Jeju mm. I don't know but because I think it, I find that more peaceful for me mm. so um, there's one place called Ewol Coastal Road so it's mm. basically and Shintang Windmill Coastal Road so it's on the um, western side so you can see the windmill right. around it. Yeah, yeah. You can see the windmill while driving through or, you know, walking through uh, the beaches. And then like, you know, did you guys watch um, Iron Man too? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's like a, one of the locations is, um, do you know the Randy's Donut? Randy's Where, Donut. Like, Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, so Iron Man was like sitting on top of mm-hmm. it, something like oh. that. When he was uh he was rebelling against is the yeah. is the first part of the movie. Yeah, yeah. It was it was filmed there, is it? Uh no, actually uh it's from America. It's like a chain uh-huh. uh restaurant in America and they recently opened open up in Jeju. Oh. So yeah, if you don't want to go to America, you can just go to Jeju to take pictures there. So um, and on the eastern side, you can see like a lot of you know emerald green like beaches like Hamdok mm-hmm. or Wojongri. And I'm um, I think yeah because we went there during winter time, so it wasn't open. But um, in Wojongri Beach around the eastern side of Jeju, you can transparent kayak there. It's like one of the <gasps> most new activities there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. where it is. Mm. I've been seeing it, but I don't know where. 
<laughs> it's on the other it. side. Yeah, and um, you can take, you know, like there's a few more other um, smaller islands surrounding Jeju, like mm. Udo, Marado, Biangdo. So I think a lot of people think, oh, maybe we're not Korea, we can't go there. But you can actually go there. You can just take a ferry from the port and go there. Maybe it's just like one day trip. Mm. But I can tell you, the view is splendid. It's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's so beautiful. And um, it's like, because it's like at the, I don't know, maybe like the end of Jeju Island and end of Korea, basically. So um, the, if you go there during springtime or autumn, that's mm. the best time to go there. Taking notes. Yeah. yeah. I, I read that Jeju is a really great place to kind of rent a car and just drive mm. on your own. And it's also, mm. there's a yes. lot of like kind of self-driving routes that you can follow. Yeah. What yes. is the recommended duration to stay in Jeju? Okay. So, okay. There's like another misconception that people usually have about Jeju. That people think Jeju is so small. Mm. Like, <laughs> actually, no. Hazira, you know it too, right? Actually, it's not small at all. <laughs> So uh, I think it's around, uh, basically, I think it's 2.5 to 3 times larger than Singapore. Mm. This, and maybe you should need, for me personally, I think you should take about like 4 to 5 days to okay. actually, you know, enjoy Jeju. Mm. And every single time you visit Jeju, it's always different. Mm. Even for me, like I've been there maybe like 5, 6 times. Mm. But every single trip was different because... The good thing about Jeju is that like it's always growing. Mm. Every I don't know, every day it's growing. There's always something new and there's no end of it, you know. Yeah. You, you keep on seeing new things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's, that's true. Like, I think Jeju is one of those, like, one of those, like, underdogs. Like, a small city, but it's rapidly growing with new things. Like, yes. what she said, like, new halal restaurant. Like, even in some of the places we have, like, what's that? Grim Cafe, is it? Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. and like uh previously we had like um oh, man, I forgot Da Vinci. We went for a Da Vinci. Oh yeah, yeah, bunkers. Insta- yeah, we went to bunker. Yeah. Yeah. So this bunkers bunkers place is like uh an art installation. So I yeah. think they change quite often as well. Mm-hmm. So oh yeah, it's really not a you place. Pictures there. <laughs> yeah. Very nice yeah. pictures. It's really not a place where like you think where only old people live. Really, it's not. Because, no, like, no, yeah, people yeah, actually yeah. come in and, like, actually, like, which get away from, like, the busy soul lifestyle. Yeah, like, actually, actual, like, like, Koreans who live, like, outside of Jeju actually go to Jeju for, like, a yes. holiday, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, mm. yes. And, you know, like, there's a lot of um, art installation place, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, like, the one we went, Bunker. And then there's one called Bonte Museum. And their new one, I think art we mentioned museum. in the article, yeah, art mm, in Korean they call it yeah. arte, yeah, arte, arte museum, <laughs> arte museum. <laughs> so you can see like a lot of you know this um, high tech, I could say, and people actually go there and sit there. We actually sat sat there too, right? Like we were just yeah. watching and enjoying the music and seeing all this beautiful art. So you can just spend mm. time doing all these things as well in Jeju. Thanks. Yep. So, what would be your ideal day in the life in Jeju? So, okay, basically, my ideal day. You know what? Um, I think this is normal for any 
I don't know, Gen Y, Gen Z people. I love cafe hopping. <laughs> Wait, is it love? Is it love? Oh my god! Okay, you know what? I don't know if I sound biased saying this, but <laughs> <laughs> because I'm working digital. But you know, I've been to many parts of Korea before, and you know, like they always say in Seoul or you know, there's a lot of beautiful cafes, unique cafes, right? But after going to Jeju and experiencing the cafes over there, it's like a whole another level. Is it? But yeah, yeah. Seriously, um, you can find. I think Jeju is. Um, It's so popular, and uh, they have a lot of trendy cafes around it. You can spot a cafe like every I don't know five hundred meters. That's just how many cafes they are, wow. and each cafe is so different and so unique because there's a lot of competition going on. Mm-hmm. There's so many cafes, yeah. So each cafe tries to come out with like signature dish or signature uh, signature uh, drink or I don't know or signature. Um, I, I mean, signature, I don't know, art piece or things like that, signature mm-hmm. um, concept. So you can find all sorts of different concepts. I think, did we go to, we did, right? We went to um, the, is it a mini zoo or something like that? Like the animal cafe? Yes. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> I forgot what it's called. Yeah, yeah. So Amazon? there's like even cafe, yeah, there's even a cafe like with... Um, you know where you can play with animals inside, mm, and, and then Is yeah, petting zoo, yeah. And then there's cafes with like um, ocean views, a lot of mm, um, right. beautiful ocean views, and Hello Kitty Cafe, um, Coca Cola, and there's it, one of the. I think you mentioned it in. Oh no 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 uh no you didn't. So there's like a um, cafe, or I think this is one of my favorite. But I haven't been there yet. <laughs> But so far, I've done a lot of research. Mm-hmm. So I think this is uh, this cafe is really really interesting. It's called um, Sharon and Eden. Okay. So it's located nearby the. It's located quite nearby the uh, maybe just 10 minutes away from the airport. So it's a self wedding cafe, something like that. What? Like <laughs> you yeah, <really> don't. <laughs> so I haven't been there yet. But it's like you go there. It's a really beautiful cafe in white and pink, like mm-hmm. perfect for girls. So you can rent a wedding dress there. Like they have like really nice, yes, <laughs> wedding dress. Yeah, wedding Whoa. dress. So you can rent the wedding dress there. So the wedding dress costs about like uh, which one? is like maybe five. Uh, your five sing dollar, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's quite cheap, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. you can get really nice. Um, you can wear really nice. Um. Wedding dress and you can take pictures around it. So yeah, it's a it's a place that I want to go. <laughs> wow, amazing! Yes. It's so cool. Yes. Okay. Sharon, she's and, she's uh, looking for, for the wedding dress. Sharon, wedding. Sharon, and Sharon. Eden. Yeah, Sharon and Eden. Sharon and I guess. Okay, so we will keep track of yeah. all these places that Nabila has. <laughs> yeah, seen. but like I think yeah. you mentioned about like Grim Cafe yeah. also. I think that's a new yes. attraction that just opened, right? It's like a two D 
yeah. cafe. It's so Instagrammable. And like, I think when yes. Nabila first shared the photos, like Hazra and I were looking at it, I was like, Hazra, this is very familiar. Well, I feel like I have seen this cafe before, but I don't know where. And I've never been to Jeju. Oh. And turns out that it was in a movie. It was in To All The Boys oh, I Loved yes, Before. Yes, yes, oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't I know if you know. know that yeah, it's, a net, it's a Netflix movie. And then like, uh, I think I it's a third the last, one. The last one. Yeah. The last she yeah she went to uh, back to Korea and they filmed it in that yeah, I thought actually yeah, when yeah. I saw that movie I thought it was a set that they actually made uh-huh. then I thought oh COVID then they cannot really go Korea <laughs> then they just made the set <laughs> and then turns out it's a real restaurant a real yeah, cafe yeah. really cool yeah okay so yeah. basically if you are wondering where are the places Nabila has mentioned we will put in our article mm-hmm. which oh. we will also release soon when this episode comes out but anyways, thank you so much, Nabila, for sharing with us all these uh, tips and tricks to go to Jeju. Like, in the meantime before. Uh, yeah, before, we can't wait. Yeah. We have it in our list for when we actually can go. Yeah, I nak makan sabah fish, I nak makan abalone, I nak makan... Probably would have Okay, anyways. Yeah, thank you so much. What else? What can they find? Oh, yes. Where can we find more Korean, like, Jeju... Tips for anyone who wants to travel to Jeju. Okay, so basically our, uh, you know, Jeju Tourism Organization. So they recently launched a a YouTube channel called Visit Jeju Global. So it's like uh, you can find a lot of information there from like you can, uh, they have a video on how to rent a car in Jeju, how to take the buses. Mm -hmm. And if you take the buses, like where you can go. So they have like a lot of beautiful, you know, videos and how to travel in Udo Island or how to travel with your family Ooh. around Jeju. So yeah, cycling tour. So, and they introduced a lot of new places as well and new cafes and such. So you can see all those Instagrammable cafes over there. <laughs> okay, that's good. So we yeah. can actually watch it. Yes, yes. Okay, thank you so much for... Um, Sparing some time to talk with us today. Yes, thank, thank you, you for inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> We're always. Never mind. It's okay. <laughs> what was I talking about? Okay, lah. <laughs> okay, thank you Nabila for coming today and thank you everyone who's listening to this podcast. Uh, go and tune in to our previous episodes if you haven't. In the meantime, thank you guys for watching. Thank you. Bye bye. Oh, like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> bye. bye. <laughs> Alright guys, thanks for listening. So we'll see you on the next episode. Don't forget to give us a shout out on anchor.fm slash the Halal Travel Podcast. Your voice message could be featured in our next episode. Yup, and if you have any advertising and collaboration opportunities, contact us at info at halaltrip.com. That's I-N-F-O at H-A-L-A-L-T-R-I-P dot com. Also, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Halal Trip. We're also now on Telegram and TikTok. Until next time, get inspired, go and inspire others. Mm-hmm.